listening to the Ultimate Podcast for the Ultimate Flag Football League with your hosts, Steve and Danny. Join us as we break down all the games, players, and updates from around the league. So get ready, because it's time for some Top Talk. In the words of Shang Tsung from the 1995 adaptation of Mortal Kombat, It has begun! That's right, St. Louis has started. This is the second official St. Louis Tough Talk podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by Danny Bascom. It's heating up. It's heating up. Week one's here. That's right. Nine teams are in this division over in St. Louis, not ten like we thought it was last week. That's true. The Marshals have dropped out because they couldn't get their team fees in. And for that, I'm going to hit them with this. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. This was serious, but it turned into something fun. That's right. You get the shame sound effect (laughs) when you don't get your team fees in on time. Shame. But that leaves us with nine teams. One team had a bye week in the Reptiles. So we're not going to be talking too much about them on this podcast. We'll get back to them next week. But eight other teams did battle in St. Louis. That's right. We had our first official regular season week of play. And you know what? It was a good week. One team in particular. Actually, I would venture to say two teams. But one team in particular came out. They put up two wins. Both were great games. The Wolfpack took down the Nightmare and the Warriors. And... You know, when they played the Warriors, it was only two-point game. And from what I know, these yeah. two teams know each other very well. Yeah, that's true. And uh, that leaves the Wolfpack at 2-0. and But then you have, essentially in this division right now, eight teams are in the standings. And half of them are technically undefeated. And the other half are technically winless. That's right. So you've got two, uh, Wolfpack at 2-0. and You've got the Wild Boys, the Tigers, and the Renegades at 1-0. and Then you've got the Warriors, the Nightmare, the Cyclones 0-1, and, and the Redbirds at 0-2. So we're going to get into it tonight. We've got all kinds of stuff on the podcast. We're going to be talking all sorts of stuff. We're going to be recapping week one, getting into a little bit of week two. That's right. For, for everyone that doesn't know, uh, the League Lowdown will come out this week, and that's a, a recap show that's done by Eric R. Norris from Los Angeles. Yeah. So you'll be getting a St. Louis League Lowdown, and it's going to recap in depth on in the gameplay. Right. You're, I mean, you have access to all the game film, but the League Lowdown really goes into depth. It's kind of like your Sports Center highlight exactly, film. Exactly, yeah. You know, they talk about all like you know the really good plays that were done but also they go into each game and talk about what the outcome was and and who the standout players were yeah and so for that reason we're not going to dig too much into the gameplay so that leaves us with five games that were played last sunday Wolfpack versus Nightmare. And we're going to get into these teams as we go through the standings along with some other fun stuff on the podcast tonight. Uh, so Wolfpack Nightmare, like you said, 28-21. to 21. It's a one-touchdown game. I like this team, the Nightmare. Now, they are 0-1, but it's just week one. That means nothing right now. Yep. I mean, you know, their quarterback, Amon Lott, you know, he was he's a good quarterback. He has good accuracy. And, you know, he's going to do well in this league as he starts to grow. Again, they've played one game. Right. So a lot of the stuff we're talking tonight is just based on one week of play. So it doesn't say much. But But it was a nice introduction to St. Louis. I was so impressed of the level of gameplay and competition that goes over there in their very first week of a tough regular season. Number seven on the nightmare. I want to just talk real quick about this specific player, Bradley Bradley Randall. Randall. Yeah. 
He's a beast. You know who's also a beast, though? You're going to argue Bradley Randall for stats, but I'm going to argue another player on the nightmare in number zero, Jamez Heslip. This guy's a center. He's their receiver. He's a good defensive back, and he's definitely a imp. He's probably one of my favorites on the nightmare right now. You put Randall and Heslip together, that's already a deadly duo coming off the nightmare. Yeah, no, this team has some good playmakers. They're going to start to emerge more and more as the season goes on again. One game has been played for this team, but even though they just lost by just seven points, it, it, it just shows this team can hang with a really good team, and they're going to prove to be contenders going into the later parts of the season. I agree. And then, like you said, the Wolfpack. Welcome to the pack. Wolfpack's 2-0. and They're looking very dominant in week one. They look really, really sharp. Their quarterback, Tom, uh, Ton, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Their quarterback, number seven, Tom Hanrahan. He's he's a monster already, and he's proving to be one of the best quarterbacks in St. Louis. Yeah, I do agree there. It is just week one. I'm going to argue a bunch of quarterbacks tonight. But uh, Hanrahan's going to be a name we're going to be seeing a lot. And he's also a great two-way player. He's also rushing for the Wolfpack. So we got our, we got ourselves the first case of one of the best two-way players to I foresee coming into this league. Right, and again, it's still week one, and so we haven't really seen everything that these players can do. But one of the key things that we took away from the tough tournament that St. Louis played all of those months back was that there wasn't a whole lot of rushing, but Hanrahan is showing that he can do it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys rushing in. There's some teams where they're not rushing at all right now. But again, it's just week one, so I'm going to see where it goes. But another team that was played is the Renegades, and they've got a rusher. A major rusher in number two, Ross Vernell. He's a beast! Oh, man. <laughs> this is a emerging tough rusher right here. And he plays for the Renegades, who beat the Cyclones 42-13. to Renegades are one of my sleepers here. You know, it, it, it takes somebody who is a not only physical, but is athletic. And Ross Vernell is just that. He's a standout when he's rushing the quarterback, and I agree with you. I think he's going to really be somebody that can emerge as one of the top pass rushers in St. Louis. And he's definitely boosting the Renegades' defense for sure. All season long, I can see that coming. But the Renegades as a whole are also a very dangerous team. Now, they could be contenders. I'm going to probably drop a. am going to drop an early uh, crystal ball here. For everybody that doesn't know, crystal ball is one of the segments that we do, and I'm going to drop some predictions right here on the season. The Tough Talk Podcast, Crystal Ball. All right, so essentially this is what I'm looking at. Without getting into the nitty-gritty of every team at this very moment, you're looking at Wolfpack and Wild Boys in the first and second seed. This is my prediction here for the season. Then you're going to have Renegades, who we just started getting into, are going to be competing against the Nightmare, the Tigers, and the Warriors for the third, fourth, and fifth seed. Then for the sixth seed, you're going to have three teams in the Cyclones, the Redbirds, and the Reptiles. The Reptiles haven't played a game yet, so I could be dead wrong about the Reptiles. But I heard they're a free agent team. And like the Redbirds, who are also a free agent team, are 0-2 right now. Right. So, though, so that rundown is going to be my predictions. And I think Renegades are going to take the third seed. Is what I'm saying. I think the Renegades have a receiver who could end up being one of the top receivers and top cornerbacks of Tough League St. Louis. That's number 84, Carlos Richardson. Yeah. This guy's a monster on the field. And, you know, just watching their game film, he is all over the place. He, you know, really truly is, at least so far, a highlight reel. 
You're absolutely right. Number 84, Carlos Richardson, is a name we're going to be saying a lot for St. Louis. He's definitely a human highlight reel. But there's another player on the Renegades team that I noticed a lot in game film, and that's number 7, A.J. Smith. He's also uh, one of the Renegades rushers. Pair him with who I said, number 2, Ross Vernell. You've got a serious duo in rushing, the first in St. Louis that I'm seeing. Right. And typically I would give my player of the week to Carlos Richardson, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give my player of the week award and the winner of four raffle tickets. The Tough Talk Podcast Player of the Week is number seven, A.J. Smith. He's a big-time contender. For all the St. Louis people who are listening and don't know nothing about those raffle tickets, my Player of the Week's worth four raffle tickets all season long. You can earn, earn raffle tickets and win a bunch of prizes, including a free season. And check our Facebook for the post on that. Now, A.J. Smith, I just want to say this about him. This guy is uh, this guy is one player to watch for big, big play potential. He had over 25 yards per reception on yeah. the week. That's insane. For tough league standards, if you can maintain that, you know, some of the top, you know, big play receivers in tough league, at least in L.A., are normally around 20 to 22 yards yeah. per catch. Yeah. 25 is insane, and he's up to like 27 and a half. So... That's monstrous if he can keep that going. I hope he can. He loves to make plays down the field. Number seven and number 84, the Renegades, another deadly duo. So, Renegades have a shot. I think they're going to do very well. I think they might take the number three seed, and that's a very specific prediction to make on my part. But just judging by week one, things are going to change every week. So the Renegades, they beat the Cyclones. Now the Cyclones is another team too. Yet another new tough franchise that we're digging into here. Yeah, the Cyclones, they're uh, kind of playing the quarterback carousel a little bit. They had two players playing quarterback, Chris Wright and Adam Knight. Yeah. Wright and Knight. Yep. Uh, you know, Chris Wright had a little bit more of an impact, was able to put up two touchdowns, and, but they're going to have to pick one and stick with them because if it's one thing that we've learned of doing this podcast for Tough League, if you're playing the quarterback carousel, you're probably losing your games. That's right. Because you need to find someone and have consistency and, and build chemistry between your team. But Chris Wright looks to be that guy at this point. I, I would look to see if he steps up for them in week two. You know, and the Cyclones only have eight people on their roster. That says a lot too. So I'm looking at a team here that's going to really have to fight for contendership for that sixth seed should they continue this throughout the season. I'm just basing their performance on week one. They right. can step it up weeks two, three, four, and five. But the Cyclones, yes, they're playing their quarterback carousel, but there's a player on the Cyclones I guarantee we're going to be talking about a lot. And you're already shaking your head. Number two, Dontre Bryson. Dante Bryson. He's huge. Put up a show team. this week. You know what? He's he's definitely carrying the Cyclones. If they have any hope, you're going to have to go to this guy a lot. Keep him as your main dude. But he is killing it. I predict that he could be a receiver of the season. Uh, you know, pairing him with Jacob uh, McKnight. And then number 42, Gus Robinson. Gus Robinson. Big time possession receiver. He's a possession center. He's right. their center. And he's a big dude. If you watch the game film, he's definitely, you know, he's a house. The next German in CISO? Uh, you know what? No, German in CISO is a beast, yo. <laughs> yeah. This guy's not as big as him, but he's definitely athletic. And Gus Robinson is a center for the Cyclones, and he's great at picking up chunk yardage. Do not sleep on this guy because a lot of teams aren't rushing in yet. Right. So you got a guy like Gus Robinson with nothing to do. Except sit, catch the football. Except catch the football, right. And some teams did a better job of keeping him busy, but I see him op wide open a lot. And his quarterbacks in 
Adam McKnight and Chris Wright, they're looking. They're busy looking for Dontre Bryson. Right. And they're busy looking for number eight, Quaylen Rogers. You know, they if they focus on Gus Robinson, they're going to do well. Cyclones could make a comeback. Is what I'm trying to get at. They I want to playmakers. I want to say this about Gus Robinson at the center position. Even though he had two different quarterbacks that he was having to protect, he did not give up one sack over yeah. their game. Even though they lost, they lost pretty big, but. He kept his quarterback clean. That's what you want to see from a center. Not only that, he picked up 50 yards. Like you said, yep. he's coming off that center position and catching the ball. And that's going to be a big theme for St. Louis is get your rushing game right because you've got a lot of quarterbacks here with far too much time to get that ball off. And there's a lot of good receivers so far that I'm seeing. Right. Level, the level of competition in St. Louis is pretty ridiculous. I say give them a, give them a couple seasons. They could absolutely be coming for California. Yeah. You know, I want to see some of these players maybe watch some of the L.A. footage because from what we've heard and from what I can see in some of the gameplay, a lot of these teams aren't familiar with some of the rules and concepts of 6v6 in tough league right. and with their rules. You know, one of the things you cannot do is is downfield block. That's Once true. the receiver has a ball, the rest of the team is out unless you're taking a pitch. Yeah. And so you, you, you can't be blocking downfield, and rushing is a big, big part of Tough League. Right. Maybe St. Louis style isn't like that, but when you get to L.A. You They'll know, get used to it, yeah. and It's tough standard, so it's going to take them a few weeks to get into it. Uh, a big thing they need to master is the pitch. You can pitch the ball, and then there's another skill in centers uh, perfecting the check and go, right. blocking the rusher, and then dipping out for a pass. And then the quarterback's... Pass it off to the center, and he's right behind him for that pitch back. And right. I see teams that master that a lot go far. So little things like that these teams will get used to, and yeah, it will be exciting. If you guys want to see a demonstration of that, head over to YouTube and watch the Silverbacks play. Yeah. Frank Mastermaro with his center is very, very good at that. Mid-City Spartan That's out of right. Los Angeles. So, yeah. so that brings me to game three of five that was played in week one. I'm going to get into this other team, the Wild Boys. 44-0 against the Redbirds, who are a free agent team. The Redbirds will definitely get into a little bit. They've got playmakers, but Wild Boys, as I called last season, they were my favorite heading into this blindly, and they didn't disappoint. I think I got myself a new favorite over here in St. Louis. Their defense was flying all over the field. One thing I do want to see from them, though, I want to see their quarterback get more accurate with yeah. the football. He's very wild, Well, yeah. you could say. And their offense is wild because you have all guys, all five guys except for the quarterback – you know, they snap the ball, and all five guys are just taken off like a bat out of hell. It's an insane offense to watch. It's like backyard football. It's insane, and it's it's working. It is working for them. I could see it being a problem in the future, but... I mean, when you put up five touchdowns in a game, you can't argue the success there. Right. Uh, but your, your quarterback, Josh Carr, you got to take care of the football. And Josh Carr has, as you say, an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. The <laughs> Wild Boys receiving core is probably... One of the best in the league, if not the best in the league in my eyes as far as week one. Yeah, I mean, I, number nine, K.J. Jones. Yeah, let me run down the five that I got. I got number nine, K.J. Jones, like you said. Number eight, Andre Johnson. Number five, D. Reese. Number 13, Raymond Holmes. And number one, Chris Chairs. Five guys, they're all putting up work in week one. I think Wild Boys is a dangerous, dangerous team. They have a stacked roster and an insane offense. It's yeah. going to be a problem, and I and I could see them in Wolfpack in the in the Titan Cup. Yeah, D. Reese, you know, not only is he a key receiver for them, but he's a key cornerback. He had one of the team's defensive touchdowns. That's right, I said one of because they had two yeah. in one game. That is unheard of for tough. 
Tough league, the most defensive touchdowns you see in a season is maybe eight, which right. is one per game. But two in one game to start off your season, yeah. that defense is something to watch out for. Wild boys are absolute contenders. So they, they demolished the Redbirds. Now the Redbirds is, a, is another new franchise, another team playing the quarterback carousel. Yep. But they do have some serious playmakers. Now you talk about standards and tough and putting up work in a game. You've got number three on the Redbirds, Jason Tuxen, and he's got four interceptions in two games. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's uh, – just on that alone, I mean, that's worthy of my Player of the Week. The Tough Talk Podcast Player of the Week. Even though they lost both their games, to have a performance like that and be that standout cornerback, it, it's he put on a show. He's going to continue to do so. I really think that he could be in the running for defender of the season. Could be. I could even be receiver of the season. Number three, Jason Tuxen. It's going to be a name we're going to be seeing a lot. And the Redbirds strike me as uh, they have the weapons. They have the team. They just need the chemistry. They need to be a team and not a bunch of free agents. Uh, Jason Tuxen is also paired with number five, Matt Stroud. This is another impact player to watch out for in the Redbirds, as well as number four, Frederick Corley. They've got players. They've got they got a good center, number forty two, Tommy Walker. They're looking okay. They're playing the quarterback carousel, but they're Russian guys. They got mm-hmm. a number twenty one, Billy Stigler, Russian. I could see it. I mean, Redbirds are zero two. They've got a lot of work to do, but they could catch up. And one of the things, you know, you say they're playing the quarterback carousel. Corey Buchanan and Jeremy Minks, these two quarterbacks. You know, definitely not the most accurate. Definitely aren't really taking care of the football like they should be. When you put up five interceptions between two games, that's not good. It's not a good way to start out. You need to pick one of these guys. You need to practice with them. It doesn't seem like either of these guys are real natural-born throwers of the football. But I think with some time, with some practice, you have some really good key receivers. As long as you have one quarterback that you're building that chemistry with, you should continue to do well. Yeah, and keep in mind that St. Louis is one massive Titan division. Typically, you'd have a Titan and a Spartan division, and a team like the Redbirds could be at fault here because they're going up against some other Titan-worthy teams. You could see the Redbirds a top Spartan contender. Right, and typically when you have teams of free agents, they typically start out in Spartan. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's very difficult for a free agent team to even start in Spartan, Right, you know, let alone being thrown in the mix with Titan-worthy teams like the Wild Boys and, and the Wolf Pack. Right. And the Renegades. I could even, I've got predictions. He, I could even venture to say the Warriors are a Titan-worthy team. They had a very, very close game. With the Wolfpack, you're right. It was within a touchdown. The Warriors is yet another team that I think are going to be fighting for seeds. They're also playing the quarterback carousel. They do have a couple playmakers in number zero. Uh, Jordan Pointer and number 22, Derek Frederick. Those are, those are definitely impact players. They're going to have to get something together because they are going to have a rough, a rough schedule ahead of them. Yep. But you know this team is really well put together. Number seven, Corey Jones, the captain of this squad. He's a very, very dedicated leader. He had some key words on their loss, and we're going to go ahead and play that for you. The Wolfpack did not stop. They they brought it, and we brought it as well. Uh, they they jumped on us the first half. We came right back and responded in the second half. It was an overall good game. Uh, what killed us was that at the very end we scored a touchdown, and we couldn't score the two point conversion. That's what won them the game, but no, you know, no hating over here. Big shout out to the Wolfpack. They did their thing, uh, but definitely look for us to regroup next week and come back harder than ever because we got two games next week, so we definitely game planning right now. We're watching the film that's available to us on the 
sight and we're looking at, you know, the teams that we have to play and what they did last week. And we, we're going to be definitely ready to come back and, and show up and show out. So, you know what? He's optimistic. Yeah, I agree. And he's coming in. He, he's coming in with the mindset that, yeah, they had a tough loss, but they're going to come back. They're coming for the cup. It doesn't matter that they lost their first game. Right. They're going to come in and, and, and really start to work more with Dennis Hughes at quarterback from what I can see. And there's seven more games to go. So one game is hardly a loss. True. You, you could see the Warriors bounce back, go 7-1, and one, and I that'd mean, be huge. And, and you really think about it. The Wolfpack, we're talking about them as a top team, and they only right. lost by two points. Right, and that's the biggest factor here. So Warriors are definitely contenders. That was game four out of five. So Wolfpack 20, Warriors 18. Leads me to the last uh, game of the, of the first week. Redbirds again lose to a team called the Tigers. Now the Tigers, from what I hear, I, I hear from Dirty Little Birdies out there in St. Louis, the Tigers are the Phantoms of St. Louis. And I don't expect St. Louis to get that reference, but the Phantoms are a storied franchise in Los Angeles. Very much so. Highly respected Titan team. So the Tigers, they could could sneak in. They've got a quarterback, number eight, Nick Syragos. He seems to be a a stable quarterback here. I think we're going to be seeing his name a lot. He could be a, a big factor in getting the Tigers to the Titan Cup. They've got a good rusher, number three, Aaron Reinhold. Definitely standing out in game film. And they've got also an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. And number two, Chase Abington. Number four, Chris Hunter. Number five, Trey Hester. Number 21, Deion Young. They've got playmakers. One game was hardly enough to really grasp all of these St. Louis teams. But just judging by what I've seen in their first game, Tigers are absolutely in the mix. And I love seeing a division where it's it's mixed up right now because it could be anybody's game. Yeah, and you know what? Tough League Management has called the Tigers captain Demarcus Tunstall one of the most organized captains in this division. And it's proving to be a really good thing for this franchise. Their quarterback, like you said, he's a monster coming in and can prove to be one of the top quarterbacks in St. Louis. He's highly accurate. He takes care of the football. And he spreads the ball around to all of the other players on the team. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it's it's proving to be a good squad. I can't wait to see what they do with two, three, four, five games under their belt. Yeah. I'm excited. It's going to be an awesome season. I can't wait to cover it. You know, another thing, too, that I, I wanted to touch on was roster lock. So a lot of these St. Uh, Louis players, you have until between the fourth and fifth game, not the fourth and fifth week of the season, the fourth and fifth game. Right. For And that's different for every team. Because they have different schedules. So some teams might have more games than others. So after your fourth game and before your fifth, you're allowed to switch teams permanently. Now, you can only do that once. You can't do it twice. So you get one chance to to change teams. So we're going to see a lot of trades going on. Teams are going to be adding players, adding weapons. It's going to shake up. We've already seen a situation of a a player going from the Warriors to the Wolfpack. That's right. A lot of history behind these teams, too, that we don't know. So I'm anxious to find out and get to know these players. But nine teams, only one team is going to be the Titan Cup winner. That's right. Only one team can be that winner. And you know what? Only one team can win each game. And speaking of that, let's jump into next week's games with Rapid Fire Predictions. Let's do some anti-rapid fire predictions here. <laughs> All right. Reptiles, Renegades. Reptiles are a free agent team. We know nothing about them. The Renegades... Um, they're probably one of my favorites other than the Wild Boys right now. 
I'm going Renegades. I'm going to go Renegades, too. When you're going up against a team of free agents and you're a team that's well put together like the Renegades are, I got to go with them. Okay. Our next one is Wild Boys Wolfpack. This is a big game. Yeah, probably the game of the week. Easy. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. Easy game of the week right here. Wild Boys Wolfpack, and these are the two favorites in my eyes. I'm going Wild Boys. I think the Wolfpack... I'm, you know what? I'm going Wolfpack. You're going Wolfpack? I'm going Wolfpack. I our think first five on it? Our first five on it. All right. I got $5 on the Wild Boys. You got $5 on the Wolfpack. You know Wolfpack's what? a good team. I didn't even get into a lot of the players on the Wolfpack. Like we said, there are so many new players in this division that we're, we're not familiar with. But I know it's, I know it's rapid. We're going to have to stop calling it rapid <laughs> fire predictions. But Wild Boys versus Wolfpack next week is huge. We didn't even get into the Wolfpack. I'm going to drop some players here. He was going to be my player of the week because he stood out major for this team. Number three, Derek Anderson of the Wolfpack. Huge player. He could absolutely qualify for receiver of the season. I'm calling him out to be the impact player when the Wolfpack meets the Wild Boys next week. You know, with the Wild Boys quarterback being as, you know, wild and all over the place as he is, I think Derek Anderson can pick him off at least once or twice in that game alone. Derek Anderson's not alone. Another emerging wide receiver I see is number five. Muberic Nazirudin. Yeah. A, pl- a player we're going to be talking a lot about over this season. We got to get that name right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hope I know his. I heard his nickname is Moob. Moob. I'm going to call him Moob Cybot since you started the uh, podcast talking about Mortal Kombat. Noob Cybot wins. I love I, it. I'm a big fan of Noob Cybot, the Mortal Kombat character. So uh, Moob Cybot. I liked watching this guy in game film a lot. So him, uh, Derek Anderson and, and uh, Moob Cybot. Moob Of the Wolfpack. You know, you give a quarterback like Hanrahan, Wolfpack is absolutely contenders. I just think the Wild Boys are going to swoop in. Just a prediction. Just, that's why they're predictions. That's why they're that's predictions. That's why predictions. You know what I mean? So we got five on that one. It's going to be good. And we'll get into all these teams as the season goes by. Yep. But, Next game, Reptiles versus Wild Boys. You could see the Reptiles come here 0-2. Oh, um, You're shaking I, your head. We're I'm going. calling it, yeah, All right, Wild keep, Boys. That one will keep rapid fire for you. Warriors, <laughs> Cyclones. Now, this is another good game. Battle of the 0-1s. I'm going Warriors, hands down. Corey Jones is going to get his team right. He's going to get this team on track against a Cyclones team that is going to be reeling after their first loss yeah. this week, and I think they'll take number two against the Warriors. I agree. And the Warriors, if they're if they're going to beat the Cyclones, they're going to have to watch out for the Cyclones wide receiver, Dontre Bryson, like we said, number two. If they don't lock him down first and foremost, it's going to be a hard night for them. And then they're going to have to get past their center, Gus Robinson. Yeah. So send in a fast rusher, get around that guy, and get in there. And make sure you watch him because he will come out and catch the ball. Yeah. Warriors, Tigers. This will be another good game, too. If the Tigers are really all we're hearing they are, they should be able to beat the Warriors. Now, if they don't, we could see the Warriors going 2-1 and one and really stepping up in, in the season here. And they were one of my favorites going in. And no, it's not just because we had the, the awesome interview with their captain. Right. But I really think that they're a good squad. And you know, judging by the game film they put out this week, I think that they can take it to the Tigers. But... I'm calling the Tigers to win this one. I'm going to agree. I think it's going to it's going to take some work. I, I watched the Tigers this week, and I was really, really impressed with this team. So I'm, I'm going right. to take them to beat the their, Warriors. Their quarterback, number eight, Nick Saragos, he's, he's going to be hard to contain for sure. Cyclones, nightmare. I'm going to have to go with nightmare. I really like the nightmare. I didn't get too much into that team, but I was definitely impressed with them. They've got good rushers, number 23, Paul Rice. 
I yep. like seeing him rush. Uh, but they've got that receiver duo of Randall and Heslip. You know, it's they're a good team. I think the Nightmares are definitely going to get it together. They're a bunch of athletic dudes. Um, I'm going Nightmare. I'm going to agree with you. I think that the Cyclones really need to still figure things out, and I think it's going to take more than next week to do so. So, yes, give me the Nightmare in that game. And let's go Wolfpack, Redbirds. I think we're both taking Wolfpack here. Yeah. I think the Redbirds need the most. They need a star quarterback. They do. I think that could put the team together. They've got the receivers in Tuxin and Matt Strout. We need to send I, Dante Archie out to the out yeah, to the Redbirds. Right. Yeah, see, you know that could change a team around. It can. So they're gonna have to, they're gonna have a lot to prove now. Now let's say the Redbirds do lose this game, they're gonna be zero and three, and that's Oof. gonna be hard on the season. It can be, it can be, but we've seen teams come back from zero and four to battle back to four and four. So you know what? If they can get together and, and get that chemistry going, yeah. hopefully they can put some practice on there. I mean, again, they're all. They've never played with each other before. They're all free agents, and sometimes that can be hard with getting together to practice or getting yeah. together before the it's, game. It's true. But so. the season has already started, and they're going up against a team like the Wolfpack. They're going to need everything they got. Now, it's if true. the Wolfpack do uh, trounce on this team, and I think it's safe to say we're both going Wolfpack, let's say the Wolfpack also beat the Wild Boys earlier in the night. You could see the Wolfpack 4-0 send in a huge statement in Week 2. This is a rough schedule. This is actually something that uh, I haven't seen in a long time covering the league. I mean, not very often do you see this. Wolfpack has a game at 6 and then doesn't play again until 9 o'clock. Yeah. That is a long night. That's right. And then they're going to be well-rested, ready for a free agent team like the 0-2 Redbirds. Right. It's going to be rough. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Tigers, nightmare. This Last be, game. This will be another good game, too. And I think the Tigers could win both games this week. They're going to go 3-0, and send a huge statement. But if the Nightmares take down the Tigers or even come within a touchdown, I think they're going to surprise me. You know what? I'm coming out. We're almost at the end of the podcast. I haven't thrown one out yet. It's my crystal ball. The Tough Talk Podcast. Crystal ball. Are you going for your upset? No. I am getting more and more excited the more we talk about the Tigers. They are winning the St. Louis Titan Cup. Okay. You got Tigers going in here? Tigers going in. I'm going Wild Boys. So we have our favorites here. Wild Boys, Tigers in the Titan Cup. You heard it first in week one. That's right. On the podcast. Week one. But I'm going to disagree with you, though. I think the Nightmare could pull an upset. And I'm putting out the challenge. If the Nightmare beats the Tigers... We'll headline that on next week's podcast. If the Nightmare beats the Tigers, every single person on that team gets one raffle ticket. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. There's my challenge this week. That's you know, And we didn't even get into the raffle tickets, but we talk a lot about it on the Downey podcast and some of the other L.A. podcasts. We'll get into it more next week. You've seen the post. We're doing prizes. We're giving away a free season. All sorts of stuff. The more chances you earn raffle tickets throughout the season, the better chances you get of not having to pay that $100 player fee. So definitely look into what the podcast is doing. That's right. Now, don't forget, you also get raffle tickets for doing predictions. So stay with us on toughleague.com slash podcast and on Facebook under the Tough Talk podcast because we do predictions. And they usually uh, the link will be up shortly after the podcast arrives every Wednesday night. So put in your predictions on what you think is going to be in the mix, and uh, we'll see what happens. St. Louis is definitely on its way to being a perennial tough league. I'm excited for it. Uh, it's it's heating up quick. I can't wait for week two. Stay tuned for the Tough Talk podcast number three for St. Louis. That's coming next Wednesday. For tonight, I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by Danny Baskin. Listen to the Tough Talk podcast every Wednesday morning. 
Every Wednesday morning, new episode, Tough Talk Podcast. Steve and Danny morning. Bubble up and Tough Talk.